Hey everybody, it's, I know we're not real good about starting on time, and it's just three minutes after, so that's pretty much on time, and so we're going to go ahead and start. I know, y'all get tired of seeing me up here, that's okay, I like it. Uh, I'm going to do some of these little announcements first, and they're not little by importance, but they're just short. So May 20th, 8.30 in the Fellowship Hall, Men's Breakfast. That's a Saturday. Everybody knows that. May 6th at 8.30 in the Fellowship Hall, we have a men's Bible study. Um, prime timers, April 29th at Roma's. That's already gone, hasn't it? Oh, coming Saturday. Okay. See, I don't even know what day it is. But you got to remember, I'm from Texas. So just keep that in mind whenever you think about me. Just say, hey, he's from Texas. We, it's okay. Um, we have a need on the stage for singers and a drummer. It doesn't look like it today, but they're not always able to be here. So 
if you want to do some volunteer work on the stage singing or playing the drum, um, take that opportunity. You do not want me on the stage singing. Everybody in here would leave but my wife, and that's only because I have her keys. So keep that in mind. Um, for kids' camp, we have two male and one female spots still open for camp. That is May 28th through 31st. Uh, deadline to sign up is April 30th, and the person to see on that would be Kim or Clint McLemore or probably somebody you could tell and they would get it to them if you, if you don't know who they are. They want to. So, Kim, you, Kim, Clint, you guys raise your hand. That's, what did I say? Uh, okay, uh, well, I'm sorry. See, remember what I tell you. Remember, he's from Texas. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so that is the short announcements. No, 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 wait. Heart to heart, May 16th. I'm, I'm thankful for whoever makes this because without this, I would never get all these right. Uh, heart to heart is May 16th with a guest, and I don't see Robin in here right now. She's back in the back. So I can't give you details, but keep that in mind. Okay. How many in here got a remind this week? Okay. So now that's the remind system is not working good. And so they sent me up here. I'm the current remind right now. Uh, we're having trouble with it. It's only going out to maybe half the people or a third of the people sometimes. So what I'm going to tell you is that the Remind system this week sent out a message saying that we're having a meal after church today. If you did not get that and you want to eat, stay and eat anyhow. If you didn't bring something, don't think nothing about it. Stay and eat anyhow. And that's for visitors, members, non-members, whoever's here. We would love for you to stay and eat with us. And I'm sorry about the system, but we are having trouble with it. The other part of the Remind system that we did not get this weekend is we have a guest speaker today that is trying out for our church. I'm just going to give you his name, and he can introduce himself when he comes to the podium after a while and tell you whatever he wants to about him and his family. His name is Joseph Parker. This is a gentleman and his wife sitting right over here. So you guys didn't get that. I know you didn't, and I'm sorry for that, but we tried and tried and tried. We sent out four or five, and I know most of them didn't go out. We are working on that system, and we will get it done better. Okay, now... So we can flow straight from the praise and worship into the, into the uh, sermon part of it. We're going to go ahead and do our, our uh, offering early. And then that way we don't have to stop, take offering, and then start back. So gentlemen, whoever's coming to help with offering, please come on up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, one important thing Ron just reminded me, I've got to tell you too. All members, especially members, we are voting tonight. Now, this is a practice. It's not a practice preach. It's a tryout. I keep saying practice. It's not practice. He's good. I'm not, not, he's not practicing on us. It's a tryout. And after service tonight, we're going to vote. So all voting members, please be here. And everybody else come too to listen but we definitely need all the voting members here so that we can we can vote and see how this goes. But please, please, please make an effort to be here if you're a voting member so that we can we can do this thing upright tonight. Thank you for asking that because I forgot all about that.
I'll go ahead, Brian. <laughs> Good morning, folks. <laughs> Good to be in the house of the Lord this morning, is it not? Amen. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just come before you and we thank you for this time, Lord, that we are able to give our tithes and offerings, Lord. This is a cheerful time that we get to praise you, Lord, not just in our lives, but Lord, in everything that we do. Lord, we give you all the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. this morning for your presence in this house as we walk through those doors, God, and we felt you here, Lord. Father, we are not here to usher in your presence because you were here before we got here, but we are here to move the soil, God, of our hearts, God, so that we are ready for what you have for us, God. We are ready this morning for great things in this service, God. We anticipate testimonies to come out of what happens this morning, God. We are just here to praise your holy name, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go ahead, guys. Y'all praise with us this morning. Come, you who are weary. Come, you who are strong. Take in his wondrous glory and dance the freedom song. Everything revolves here around his holy name. And after you have been here, you'll never be the same. Come on, come on to the presence of our God. This is where all hope and peace and joy are found. Come taste and see. We've been summoned by the King. Enter in and place your Searching, come you who are saved. Taste the gift of mercy, embrace the gift of grace. Enter all ye nations and worship at his throne and glorify the wonder of Christ and Christ alone. Come on, come on to the presence of our God. This is where.
There's no place I would rather be. No place I would rather be. No place I would rather be than here in your love, here in your love. No place I would rather be. No place I would rather be. No place I would rather be than here in your love. Oh, let's sing that one more time. Yes. No place I would rather be. No place I would rather be. No place I would rather be than here in your love, here in your love. To set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you. There's no place I would rather be. No place I would rather be. No place I would rather be. And here in your love, here in your love. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more. Release the fullness of your spirit. Shekinah glory come. Shekinah glory come. Release the fullness. Spirit, she kind of glory come, she kind of glory come. There's no place, no place I would rather be, no place I would rather be, God, no place I would rather be here in your love, here in your love, no place I would rather be, no place I would rather be. No place I would rather be than here in your love, here in your love. Said I'm fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Said I'm fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more. Y'all play that chorus. Shekinah glory, come. Shekinah glory, 
for a minute that word set a fire in my soul that we can't contain and we can't control that should be a prayer that we have not only on a personal level but as a church God we want the fire of the Spirit of God to burn so bright and so full within us God and within this church God that we can't contain it even though we try God that we cannot contain it it breaks through not only through our hearts and so people see it in us, God, but as a church, God, just set this place ablaze, Lord, with your presence, with your spirit. Let us get so full, God. Let's sing that one more time. Release the fullness of your spirit. Shekinah glory come. Shekinah glory come. Release the fullness. Of your spirit, Shekinah glory come, Shekinah glory come. Let's go to the next one. And heaven come and fill this place, glory to glory and grace to grace. Here and now, your kingdom come, our God eternal, now and forevermore. And heaven come, sing that with us, and fill this place, glory to glory, glory to glory, and grace to grace. Here and now, your kingdom come, our God eternal, now and forevermore. Heaven come and fill this place, glory to glory and grace to grace. Kingdom come, 
Hallelujah. Come on, folks. Give the Lord some praise this morning. Hallelujah, Lord. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for this day. Lord, this is the day that you have made, and I will rejoice and be glad. Lord, we shake off the heavy bands. Lord, we believe that all the promises of the Lord are yes and amen. Lord, we praise you and we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning, folks. It is wonderful to be a child of God. We don't have to be discouraged. We don't have to be depressed because the King of Kings is alive forevermore. Just a few weeks ago, we celebrated his resurrection. He's alive and he is here with us this morning if we choose to worship, if we choose to praise because he is worthy. Let us practice now for eternity. Hallelujah. Lord, we praise you, Jesus. We give you the glory and the honor and the praise. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to your name. Hallelujah. 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 Isn't it wonderful to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, worship team. Give it up for your worship team. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As Brother Randy said earlier, I am 
Joseph Parker. This is my wife, Kylie. And uh, maybe a surprise to some of you, but you know what? It's not a surprise to the Lord. And, uh, you know, we just want to come and bless you this morning. And they've already done all the preliminaries. And so as we transition, if you have your word with you this morning, turn to Matthew chapter 16. And verses 13 through 19 is where we're going to be reading from this morning. A uh, little bit about myself or my wife. She is from California. We met at Bible College. <laughs> you got a few Californians in here? We'll pray for them, folks. <laughs> they need deliverance. <laughs> we... Uh, we met at Southwestern Bible College, uh, so I was born in Tahlequah, Oklahoma, so I'm an Okie. I grew up in Tennessee, and I have uh, lived in, well, through college, and then we ministered some in Texas, and so uh, that's a little bit about us. I have grown up in ministry. I've known ministry my whole life. I grew up under a pastor evangelist, and uh, nothing more than I love than to be in the presence of the Lord. Nothing more that I love than to see revival, to have revival break out in our lives, to see people saved, filled with the Holy Ghost. It's a, such a wonderful thing. Amen. Well, if you have your word, Matthew chapter 16, stand for the reading of the word with me this morning, if you would. It says, now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he says, he was asking his disciples, who do people say that, that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist and others Elijah, but still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, he said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because the flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. Verse 18 and 19. I also say to you that you are Peter and upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not overcome it, overpower it, prevail. Verse 19, he said, I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. This morning, I want to speak to you quickly on I will build my church. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you once again. Lord, I pray that you anoint my lips and my thoughts and my words, Lord, that I may preach clear and effective your word. Lord, open up every heart and mind and ear that we may hear your word, that we may understand it, and we may apply this to our life. God, we thank you for the Holy Ghost, for your leading and your guidance. Lord, we desire nothing else than to labor upon you. We give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise this morning in Jesus' name. Name, amen, and amen. You may be seated. There's three points that I wanted to point out to you this morning in this passage. That when he was talking to Peter, he said, you know, a lot of times we get this on, we think that 
he, he was telling Peter that I'm going to build my church upon you. Later, he yes, he did become the head of the church after the ascension of Christ. But number one, what we must realize is that Jesus himself is the cornerstone. Now, all of us may know, we've known it. If you've been saved for a long time, we know that he is the cornerstone. He is the rock. Everything we know is built upon Jesus and him alone. In, in Colossians chapter 1, verses 17 and 18, it says, He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is also the head of the body, the church, and he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. So he himself will come to have first place in everything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That means, you know, what he was talking to Peter about, he was putting a stamp on what Peter was saying. He said, who do you say that I am? He said, you are the son of God. You are, you are the Christ. You are the Messiah. And what Jesus was putting a stamp on saying, yes, this is what I will build my church on, that the church will advance because I am Christ. I am the son of the living God. And that's something that we can hold on to because he is that cornerstone. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 17 through 22, it says, And he came and he preached peace to you who were far away, and the peace to those who were near. For through him we both have our access in one spirit to the Father, so that you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and are of God's household, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone. In verse 21 and 22, it says, in him who building, being fitted together, in growing into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you are, are being built together into a dwelling of God in spirit. This morning, folks, God it wants to build his church. We are his church, and if we continue to keep him in the center of it all, and we build upon him, we build our lives and, and everyone around us, if we will build and let him put us where we belong, we will be everything that he desires for us to be. You know, what's, what's funny is when Peter says this, like I said earlier, Jesus was putting a stamp on what he was saying. But three verses later, he's rebuking Peter. <laughs> I don't know how you'd feel about that. <laughs> Getting a little bit of encouragement from Jesus, turn around and say, Satan, get behind me. <laughs> I, that would discourage me a little bit. <laughs> However, see, it was whatever was Peter was saying, it wasn't based on what he was saying. Because one minute, he's saying that Jesus is the living God. And the next, he's saying, well, no, you ain't going to die that way. He's being a stumbling block to Jesus. So it wasn't based on Peter's words. It was based that Jesus said, I am the living God. I am the one that this church is going to advance on. Lone Grove, if we can take anything to the bank, if we keep Jesus at the center, he will build his church. It don't matter who or where or what happens, God will build his church if we allow him to. 
In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 10 and 11, it says, According to the grace of God, which was given to me like a wise master builder, I laid a foundation and another building on it. But each man must be careful how he builds on it. Each man must be careful how we build upon this cornerstone. Verse 11, for no man can lay a foundation other than which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Every one of us is laboring in the Lord. If you, if you didn't know who you are, you do now, this morning. <laughs> no more excuses. Every one of us is laboring in the Lord, and we are either, well, we're building upon his church. And he said, be careful on how you build upon it. You know, the enemy does everything he can to cause confusion, to cause disruption, to, to get our minds on everything else, to get us, if, you know, if he can't get into leadership, he gets into the people. If he can't get into the people, he gets into families. That's why we must be careful about how we labor because as long as we keep him at the center, we keep looking at him, the author and the finisher of our faith, he will always lead us through. You know, all through, all through Scripture, from the children of Israel, Jesus, all, he appeared in the fire. He, he may not have taken them out of the fire, but he, he was in there with them. No matter what we may go through in life, we always must remember that he is the cornerstone. Nothing must change our mind. It's not my kingdom. It's not your kingdom. It's his kingdom. This is his church. If we don't need to get in the way of what he desires. It's not our opinion. It's not our preferences. It's his opinion and his preferences. He's the one that builds. He's the one that destroys. Number two, what we see in this passage is it said that the gates of hell will not prevail. The church has always been God's. If it succeeds, it's his business. If he destroys it, it's his business. But one thing he said was that the gates of hell will not prevail against his church. Now, let me encourage you a little bit this morning. If you don't know what a gate does, a gate is a defensive mechanism. It is to keep things out. So what Jesus is telling us this morning, and what, he's tell, what he told them boys back then, is that, that the gates of hell is the one that's in a defensive mode. We are the ones that are supposed to be advancing. We are an offensive people. We are an offensive church. We are not a church. What I mean by church, I mean across the board. All men and women and child that served the king of kings, he said, we advance this kingdom. We are not cowardly, weak, intimidated people. We are to be emboldened, empowered by the Holy Ghost to further this kingdom, and hell cannot stop it. You know, the enemy does whatever he can to intimidate us, to get us not to quit praying, to get us to look at something else. You know, if he can get you distracted, he's done his job. If he can tell you, wait till tomorrow, because tomorrow's his favorite word. Do it tomorrow. Pray tomorrow. Fast tomorrow. Seek tomorrow. 
If he can get you to say tomorrow, he succeeded. But what we must do is advance in our lives, advance our brothers and sisters, and advance his kingdom. And we do that by being empowered by his spirit. Uh, my wife informed me that one of the, uh, I think his Sister Robin told her that you, there's about four ladies got filled with the Holy Spirit this last uh, week or this last month. That is a wonderful thing. Oh, we need the baptism of his spirit. We cannot succeed without the Holy Spirit. It is only by God that we succeed and have the victory in our lives. In today's world, in our culture, in our society, with, with everything that I've grown up knowing and seeing, I know that there's some of you as elders, you have seen a lot change in just 30 years. We are in a time where the church must be the church. We can no longer have anything dividing us, no longer anything causing us to bicker at one another. We must be in one mind and one accord that we may fight against the gates of hell, that we storm, that we kick the gates down and go win every soul that we can. In our lives, people, sinners will not beat down the doors. The church must go and save the lost. The last, some of the last words that Jesus told us, he said, go and make disciples. If we are to build his church, we don't build it, he builds it. But as if we are to be his church, we must obey him and obey what he tells us to do. In Luke chapter 10, verses 19 and 20, it says, Behold, I have given you authority on, to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will injure you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, I have given you all power. He didn't say some. He didn't say a little. He said, I've given you all authority over the power of the enemy. If the enemy has spoken to you this morning or in the last couple months of your life, it's time to let the lie go. It's time to let the enemy go have his fun and believe the word of the Lord. What does the Lord have to say about you? He cannot overcome you because the Lord has given us the power. In verse 20, he said, nevertheless, do not rejoice in this. He said, don't rejoice that you just got power over your enemy. Rejoice that your name's written in the Lamb's book of life. Oh, it's glorious to be a child of the God. There's a song that uh, my wife introduced to me not just a week ago. And the song is, I am blessed. It says, I am blessed. I am blessed. When on my best day, I'm a child of God. On my worst day, I'm a child of God. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, glory be to God. Oh, when I've got three little children, they're in the, in the back right now. You know, when my children are, <laughs> when they're tearing the house apart, I love them. And when they're obeying every word I ask, I love them because they are my children. And just like every one of us in here this morning is God's children, if we will be everything that he desires, we will storm the gates of hell and we don't have to be afraid. What the enemy will always tell you, that you're not worthy, that, you, that you're a failure, that you got something going on. But don't believe that lie. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 7, it said, The Lord will cause your enemy who rises against you to be, defe to be defeated before you. 
they shall come out against one way and flee before you seven. Hallelujah. Not just that they retreat, they go everywhere. They scatter. We need to be encouraged that whatever enemy, whatever lie, slimy snake tries to rise up against us, he has given us the power to overcome that enemy, and that when we overcome him, he's going to split seven ways. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17, we know this passage, no weapon that is formed against you will prosper. Do you believe the word of the Lord this morning? It says, and every tongue that accuses you in judgment, and you will condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their vindication is from me, declares the Lord. See, we, we tend to get this thought that the enemy is able to overcome us. But Jesus tells us in Revelation, to him who overcomes will be crowned, uh, the crown of life will be given a crown of life. To him who overcomes, every one of us can overcome the enemy because he has given us this power. And not just any power, he gave us his spirit. He said that he...
test, test, test. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. <laughs> Is that better? Is that better? That God is doing everything he can to bless and build this church. To build this body. You know that you are a, a temple of the Lord. That's what the word tells us. We understand this. The greatest thing the Holy Ghost does in our lives. If you didn't know, I'm going to give you the answer today. Is to make us in the likeness of Jesus. That is the goal of the Holy Ghost, is to make us like Jesus. The Holy Ghost is building this temple. He's building this church. And if he builds this church, he'll build this church. Hallelujah. The Lord is building his church. It is his promise. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 and 5, it says, And coming to him as living stone, which has been rejected by men, but is choice and precious in the sight of God, if we come to him as a living stone. Verse 5, he says, You also as living stones are being built up as a spiritual house. Every one of us come as a living stone, being built together for a spiritual house, for a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus. Hallelujah. See, God is looking for people to build and use. God is not impressed with our cars. He's not impressed with our homes. He's not impressed with our, 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 our buildings. He's not impressed with anything. He's impressed with hearts that love him. Whether we love him or not is what he's impressed by. God doesn't pour his spirit out upon organizations or buildings or, or, any, or any material thing. He pours his spirit out upon men. Upon all mankind he pours his spirit out on. That's what he desires. He desires to touch every one of us this morning. He wants to encourage you to know that he is building his church it's not your responsibility. It's not my responsibility. It's his responsibility. So how do we take part in building the church? We pray without ceasing. We seek his face to know him, to love him with all that we are. The two greatest commands that Jesus gave was to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And to love your neighbor. That's what he told us to do. That's how we build the, his church. It's to love him and love others. What the rest happens, that's up to him. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. Not neglecting to meet together as it is a habit of some, but encouraging one another. To strengthen one another. That's how you build the church. You build each other up. You encourage one another. Romans 15 verse 2. Each of us is to please his neighbor for their good to their edification. <laughs> Sometimes we get to where it's all about me. <laughs> what I get. My blessing. Lord, I'm here. You bless me. 
but we come as a sacrifice, to give a, sacri- a spiritual sacrifice. And we do it for others. And as we do those things, we do get the blessing in return. We get what God wants to give us. 1 Thessalonians 5, 11, Therefore encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are also doing. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13, But encourage one another day after day. As long as it is still called today, so that you that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. That's how we encourage one another. That's how we build this church. Love God and love your neighbor. You see, it's elementary. It's very elementary. Sometimes we just we just overcomplicate it. We make we over and that's what the enemy does to, to get us. Focused on something else is he makes us overcomplicate things. When we actually break down what Jesus told us, it's very simple. But we need to understand that Jesus said, I will build my church. In in seasons of change and seasons of transition, when there's hardships and there's things that we don't understand, frustration begins to set in. Weariness begins to set in because our minds, we think, well, because we take it upon ourselves. Why? Because we love Jesus. We love his church. But see, that's not our responsibility. Let me encourage you this morning. It is not your responsibility to build this church. Not a single one of you. It's Jesus' business. He promised it. He said, I will build my church. Not you, not the church is going to build it, not my people are going to build it. He said, I will build my church. We need to understand that he builds the church. In Philippians 2, verses 3 through 4, it says, Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind. Regard one another as more important than yourselves. Humility is always a little hard pill to swallow sometimes because we do think about ourselves. But in, the, in these times, think about your brothers and sisters. Continue to encourage one another. I believe you have been. Keep encouraging one another. See, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 6 and 9, 6 through 9, he says, I planted and Apollos watered. But God causes the growth. So then neither one who plants nor the one who waters is anything. The one who plants and the one who waters isn't anything. But God who causes the growth. Now he who plants and he who waters are one. But each will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers, and you are God's field, God's building. Hallelujah. Worship team, if y'all want to come on up. This morning, I don't preach quickly to you.
you to remember who we serve. Jesus said, I will build my church. If we keep Jesus at the center of it all, and we keep him the cornerstone, we will build on what is firm, a firm foundation. We won't labor in vain. We won't, it, it, it'll, it'll be worth it. When he begins to build us, when we begin to get our minds on the mind of Christ, the same mind, let this mind which is in Christ be in us. We will advance his church against the gates of hell. Hell doesn't have us at our gates. We have hell at its gates. And to remember that Jesus is building his church. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you, Lord, this morning for all that you have done. Lord, I believe I've said everything you wanted me to say. And, Lord, I pray that you encourage my brothers and sisters this morning. Lord, you have a perfect will for all of our lives. Lord, in these times of hardship, of transitions, Lord, we get our minds on everything else except you. We get our minds on worries. We get our minds on what's going to happen, what's the future. Nothing has ever gotten past you, Lord. Lord, right now I pray that you begin to lift every heart and every mind and every spirit in this house. Because, Lord, it is not our responsibility for this church. This is your church. We are just a part of it. Jesus, you said that you would build it, and we give it back to you. You said all who are weary and heavy laden that you, if we would just come to you, that you would give rest. Lord, we take all responsibilities and we put it on your shoulders this morning. We give you everything that's on our hearts and minds, every fear, every doubt. Lord, we just love you this morning. If you would stand with me. We finished early this morning. But I want to invite you to come to the altars. Because everything, what you may have gone through in this season, it's not yours to carry. And he said, if we come to him, if we come to him that means it's our choice whether we go to him or not and if we choose to never go to him and carry it all ourselves we'll continue to get weighed down with all the things that we're not supposed to that's not what we're supposed to worry about what we're supposed to worry about is loving him and loving our brother and our sister so this morning, the altars are open if you would come. Just come and give God whatever is on your heart. 
If you have been worried about the future, if you've been worried about what God has for you in your life, come give it to him. He said that he would give you rest if you will come. Lord, we praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah, hallelujah. I pray that you be encouraged this morning, ladies and gentlemen, because it is a promise that the Lord himself made. He said that I will build my church, that he will build you and I, if we allow him to and if we will seek his face. Don't allow the enemy to speak lies to you, to speak over your life. Jesus and the King of Kings is the one that speaks life over us. As long as we encourage one another, loving one another, seeking him together, he will grow this church. He, this church is in his hands. What God desires is what everyone wants. I don't think there's a doubt in anyone's mind. And there's times where we, the enemy will just try to fight us on, these, on our thoughts and mind. But give God. I'm going to bless. They have uh, this meal ready for us in the, in the foyer, or not the foyer, but in the fellowship hall. And I'm going to pray over it, but I want to pray one more prayer over you this morning. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this day. Lord, I pray that I've said everything you wanted me to say this morning. Lord, I pray a blessing upon all my brothers and sisters. Lord, that you encourage their hearts and encourage their spirits. Lord, because we don't want to build this house. Lord, it is for you to build this house. Lord, it's your promise. It's through your strength and it's through your victory that it will ever happen. But Lord, I pray that you give a refreshing to every one of their hearts. Lord, to be refreshed, a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit. Lord, a fresh ounce of joy and peace in their hearts and minds. Lord, according to the first John chapter 3, you said that the very reason that you came was to destroy the works of the enemy. And Lord, I pray that into every one of their hearts. Lord, any sickness that is in them, Lord, we speak healing into their lives. Lord, you said our tongue holds the power of life and death, and we speak life over our brothers and sisters this morning. In Jesus' name. Lord, bless this food as we go and fellowship. Lord, bless it, nurse it to our bodies. Lord, we thank you for this day. Let us give you all the glory, all the honor, and all of the praise this morning. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. Amen. Anything good? <laughs> if you'd like to, we'll be back in the, in the fellowship hall. We'd like to meet some of you folks. I pray blessings upon you. Amen.